<laughs> nah, man, man, Baki's him. He, he, he knows himself. Like, know. even doing all my, like, ask Baki who is sexy during those shows. This, this, this is not me. Next is, going, next, next is going to say he likes black women. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. Welcome to Norm Nixon's bittersweet birthday party. I'm Bankole Mokode, and today we're going to be discussing the penultimate episode of Winning Time Season 2. I'm also going to just be talking about Debbie Allen, because that's just the important thing in this episode. And joining me today to talk about Winning Time as we approach the end. Guys, please. Don't get them started on the brilliance of Donald Sterling. It's Abukar and Christopher. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good to be back. Yeah, fantastic. For the second to last We're time. Fantastic. Chris, you, you said that like, Donald was fairly... I, I, I ne- never, time. ever, ever have those like words left my mouth. I don't, I don't know why Bakley tries to sprinkle his slide every episode. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh my God. Donald Sterling, man. Um, <laughs> I you know I didn't know that like the Clippers were not always LA. Oh yeah, I think they were San Diego before. Yeah, because in this in this episode they're San Diego, and I think they became LA in eighty five or something, something like that around that time. Um, okay, we're gonna talk about winning time. Wait a second. Um, please, guys, if you watch Top Boy, I don't really know what the cross section is between Top Boy and Winning Time uh, fans, but we have it become both episodes. So right now there are two episodes covering the first four episodes of the of Top Boy's final season, already on the feed. You can check this out. And then tomorrow, if we've done our job right, the final episode covering the last two episodes will be out. Um, that's Ebuka, Chinedu, and Imanola covering Top Boy. So please check that out. Um, okay, let's talk about Winning Time. Season 2, Episode 6, titled Beat LA, written by Max Bornstein, Rodney Barnes, and Jim Hecht, and directed by Sally Richardson-Whitfield. Who wants to start? What are you guys' general thoughts? Uh, I guess the gods of winning time, they give some and take some. It was the romance episode, much to the pleasure of my heart, <laughs> and I'm sure the displeasure of Bank Collies. But he also got, he also got another, facts, another fuck Boston scene. So, I mean, I, he, he goes and wins this episode. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, this was the episode about the men of Showtime and their relationships to the women in their lives, or at least I think so anyway. There was a major focus on that in this episode. But yeah, I really liked it. I think this might be my favorite episode this season because it was the perfect balance of everything. The mm. personal life, the basketball, and the backroom scheming and stressing. So, yeah. Chris? Yeah, um, as much as I also like, you know, romantic subplots, unlike some, um, I would say it was my favorite episode. I think it was a solid episode. I'm not quite like obviously I get what they're trying to do, but I was speaking with Ebuka before the pod started. Like it kind of feels a bit rushed, and I was like, "Is w- was this their plan all along, or is it just like you know they're not sure you know what might happen?" So like they're trying to um compress everything. But mm. I felt in that episode, obviously, you know, we get to see some like the playoff, um, you know, the Lakers playoff, um, like woes and also the highs. And, you know, we also see Pat Riley now that he's fully embedded as a head coach um, and, you know, having to kind of try to keep everyone's hunger the same, which is, you know, a big thing for coaches, I think, across all sports. Mm-hmm. Once you get to the top, like the hunger to stay there. And of course, yeah, like Ibuka said, the romance, very uh, interesting to see. 
Um, I, I guess we'll circle back to that later. But um, yeah, very very sort of episode. Like, and it's like all the male characters of the show have like you know contrasting fortunes. Jerry bosses, <laughs> honey asking for a hundred mil. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. But yeah, on the whole, like I'll say, it's like a solid episode. But um, I think mm. we, we've seen like some greater heights in previous episodes. So it's interesting. I like that both of you have said the two things you've said because those are actually two things I wanted to touch on. We're going to talk about the romance aspect. Much do you guys surprise? <laughs> in a, in I've a gone to bank on this head. That, um, because you're right, it is a major part of this episode. But so I'm going to do a bit of concern trolling. And I would like to preface it with this, be saying that like everything the show shows me, I enjoy. And I, I, I do know that I might wade into territory. I, I don't want to judge the show on the show that I think it could be or, or it should be or different parties could take or whatever. But, and we mentioned this when we first talked about the second episode, now I'm feeling like there are just so many things that are, if not undercooked, like we just aren't spending enough time on. Yes. Right, and I think it's, it's the, the title credits happen and then you go one year later and you're like, wait, what? Like, now, nah, look, to me, it could be completely fair that nothing interesting happened in that season. Like, it was just a normal season, nothing happened. But even basketball at, at, aside, I just felt like there's so many interpersonal things that I, I felt like we're missing out on, right? I want to see the degradation, and we'll talk about them in a second, of, like, Boss and Honey's relationship, right? I want to see Riley as a coach, as Ibuka mentioned last week. I want to see the new team dynamics. I, I just felt like skipping that entire... and. Last season was ten episodes, one year. Pros and cons of that because it took like six years, six episodes before they got into basketball or whatever. But seven, seven episodes. We've done three years, four years, I think. This is off. We're entering it. We're in ninety four, eighty four, aren't we? Yeah, well, so we've kind of done four, four years, and then the final. So we've done four years in in six episodes. And I just it was that quick jump, and I was like, oh no, I feel like there are things I want to see. And again, maybe maybe nothing interesting happened. Maybe because they're going to meet Philly again. Maybe that was not interesting, whatever. But I just felt like, at least from the personal, even if it's one episode that covers that year, one episode that you show me how Boss and Honey are no longer on the same page, or one episode where Riley coaches and is actually good at his job, or Jerry West becomes a good GM because he eventually becomes... I don't know, just... I felt like there was an episode missing or just a year of personal dynamics missing. So that was goes back to Christopher's point about it feeling rushed. I just I just felt like there was something I was missing from the show going so quickly and rushing to the eighty four finals. Um, but I mean, is that is that in line with anyone else, Ibuka? Because you didn't mention anything about it. Um, yeah, like in terms of stuff that hasn't been cooked properly, definitely. Like you mentioned in last episode with the boss family dynamics, mm. I feel like that's a big one. That I feel like that's just spent. they just forgot about that after like episode three. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen Jimmy or Jerry or Johnny in, like, I mean, episodes. They showed up at the wedding. Yeah, like, <laughs> one shot. And they said, they say fuck busting, but, like... But, yeah, I somewhat agree with you that they rushed it in terms that, like, you know, this is a new team. They spent so much of the season on Westhead not being a good fit for the players. We would have liked to see, mm. apart from that, you know, the scene where Riley ascended the throne. Mm-hmm. We would have liked to see a, uh, an episode or a couple of scenes oh, he where been a good coach. he shows... Yeah, he shows how different he is to Westhead, considering he spent so much time with Westhead being bad. Mm, so that's a good point. You know, that's a very good. Point. But in terms of other things, I don't know. Like the Honey and Bus relationship, we've mentioned it before. It just felt like that was always doomed to fail. Almost like 
Boss always loved Ellie a little too much and she always didn't care too much for the team. So it was always going to be a difficult marriage to do. So yeah, and I but I don't know. I, I don't know if we all we can see it. And there's more, I mean, that might be them just taking advantage of the fact that we are so media literate and we can see this is what's going to happen. Is that the stairs? But like, still show us. Not just because we know. Like, don't just take a yeah. shortcut because we we you know the audience know what's going to happen. Like, and this will come up again. We talk about actually. Let me keep it when we talk about the romances. But yeah, so I don't know. You're right that, like, it was obvious, but at the same time, I still want to, like... So it didn't feel like, oh, it came out of nowhere because these actors are so good and even in little scenes, they were able yeah. to show it. Even in... The, the, the creative team is so good. The directing, the first final... No, the first... Was, I think it was the finals, game one, yeah, against Philly, where it starts with, like, Boss and Honey holding hands and then by game three, then he doesn't want to touch it because, like, he's so angry and, like, that, that, that works, but, like, it's still just, like, I want an episode of that. I want an episode of that kind of degradation. Chris, what, what, what do you think? Because you mentioned that you felt rushed. What, what parts felt rushed? Yeah, just everything. Just, like you said, maybe nothing interesting happened, but in the way basketball is, even just being a fan modern time, there's always something happening during the season. Like, there's, it's kind of impossible to have, like, a boring season. Even if, like, your team mm. sucks, there'll always be, you know, some subplots and um, yeah, it would have been interesting to see because, okay, for example, we obviously we, we see them get swept by uh, the Sixers. Like, mm-hmm. were there points during the season where maybe, you know, you got the sense that, oh, maybe LA is like, like they are riding a high and, you know, they are in for like, a, you know, a rude awakening? Because I think Riley even said it like before the game one when guys were looking so amped up, he was like, yo, you know, like these guys lost last year. And, you know, they're hungry. So maybe during the season, that, like, sense of, you know, complacency was creeping in. But we didn't see it. Like, who knows? Maybe, um, you know, it, it seems like all their players have taken, like, a bit of a step back through, who knows? Like, maybe it's age in, like, the case of Cap. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just being complacent in the case of maybe Magic or whoever. But it's like, we, we don't see that. We just see them getting trounced. And then, obviously, we see um, everyone being quite pissed off. So I'm good to see that. And then, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know, I always said that I was interested in Magic and um, Cookie's relationship more so than um, Boss and Honey. But, yeah, I guess it would have been nice for them to kind of show, um, you know, what exactly Honey was seeing or what she felt and what maybe why that kind of drove her away. So maybe it won't have felt like such a jolt when she eventually mm-hmm. just like upped and left and then, you know, served them with a lawsuit. Yeah. So yeah, those yeah, have been yeah. good. Yeah, like it doesn't even have to show like, don't, like one of the good things that Lasso did is that many times that Lasso did not care about football, right? But uh, it could probably do like six months of a season in one episode, which is kind of what I'm describing here where it focuses on the personal stories and then it's like, shots like random shots of, of a match like if the episode is very is smooth sailing for sorry if the season is smooth sailing for for the lakers that's fine we don't have to spend an episode like worried about are they going to win this particular match you can run through the season but i'm sure there's so much that happened in their personal lives within that year to get these characters to where they got to like you said even the team the players how did these players get so complacent apparently Carl Malone, i, I believe it was calm Carl Malone was on that success team right uh, Moses Malone. Okay. Malone. Respect Moses Abeg. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, apologies. But yeah, so, but he predicted, or he said that they would go 4 4 4, right? So they would sweep all rounds. And yeah. they, I think yeah. they, they lost one game. That's kind of something that, that could be a point in, in the story. My point is just like, they, I'm sure there are things that you could have done. Maybe they wanted to do seven episodes. Maybe that was their mandate from his view. I don't know. But it's just, I just felt like there was so, something, there was something that was missing. So on the back of that, right, I don't, 
I feel like I'm always playing devil's advocate. No, please but go ahead. It's it's almost a double-edged sword, right? Because you said last episode, and I'm sure some people feel this way that oh, we already know Magic and Cookie end up. T- I'm going to focus strictly on basketball. We already know Magic and Cookie end up together, so mm-hmm. you know the story isn't that interesting. So maybe the writers or the showrunners felt they didn't want to waste people's time with things that they already knew happened. They didn't want to spend so long on like oh, you know. The Lakers beat the Sixers 4-2 or they went through the season and they drafted this guy and this guy got injured. And like people already know how the season ends. Maybe people are just looking forward to that ending spectacle. I'm on the other side. I definitely want to see how the season went. I definitely want to see them drafting James Worthy. I want to see everything that happens during the season. Mm -hmm. I want to see James Worthy breaking his leg. In fact, I would have been very happy if this episode was just everything before they got swept by the Sixers and the last 10 minutes was literally them getting swept. But I'm saying they might have felt, okay, let's not bore people. But at the same time, I think to your points, both of your points, I would also implore the showrunners, obviously this is hindsight, that just for the possibility that there's people watching Winning Time with very little basketball knowledge and maybe it will be fun for them to literally go through all the suspense thinking like, oh, did the Lakers win? And also another thing, another reason why we would, I would have liked more meets before the finals is that Moses Malone was quite a big personality. So the whole 444 thing, you know, it seemed, it was mentioned by the commentators, but I feel like yeah. he was a big personality. The Sixers had a chip on their shoulder. Like I wish the same way we see some of the Celtics, I wish mm. we could see the Sixers and the chip on their shoulder. And like, even if it was just contrasting the dressing rooms, how the Lakers were just like ready and like excited to win a championship again and the Sixers were like waiting to disgrace them. So yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I agree with you guys. There's definitely, there was definitely a lot left on the yeah. table. Let's hope there's a director's cut. <laughs> I mean, calling out 444. In 1980, whatever is bold as fuck, man. When you're not even, after losing, yeah, after losing in, three times, yeah, you're not the defending champion. <laughs> How do you? That's so bold. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just, it was just there's some scenes. I, I always like I've mentioned, we focused on the boss and honey scene, but really, it was actually when Riley was talking to his wife, Ebuka's favorite actress of all time, um, Julian Jacobs. I was like, actually, oh. it changed now. It changed. <laughs> oh, it's that changed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I was like, oh, this is like, I would have liked to see more than one scene of these two guys, of this family, like navigating this this season, Riley's first season. But using that as a, using that as a segue, who do you guys want to talk about first? Cookie and Magic or Bossan? Um, I don't honey. know. Like, I, 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 Boss and Honey, they're much to say. <laughs> like, I, I keep on saying this thing, but it's like... Yeah, so let's start with, let's start with them because, I, I ah. yeah, right, I feel like there's more to do with Magic and Cookie. Boss and Honey... Can I just say it's funny how, like, you know, people enough people don't watch Winning Time, right? So people won't realize this. But I feel like Boss saying to his wife that a team is like a living, breathing thing. Was, you can't just ignore it. So it's ironic, on par man. with Go saying to Tasha, have some sympathy. I just lost a lot of my okay, life. Wait, pause. You know, apparently <laughs> like, Ghost I, never I, said I, that. Like, wait, what? No, I'm like, literally, like, I know, no, it's, apparently, it's, like, it's Mandela effect. Literally, like, no. literally, so obviously. That thing blew up, right? And everyone just assumed that, yeah, that's what he said. I was like, what random time? So Ghost actually didn't say that. Literally, no. What bro- he said, I, I lost a lot of my life. <laughs> no, he didn't even say that. Like, apparently, one random time, it was just, someone just said, oh, 
Um, it's crazy how this is, has blown, you know, has blown up, and he never said I'm like, what? And my friend was watching Power, I was like, yo, please, can you help me check and try to find this scene because like how how has it become so big? I never said, yeah, probably never said like. That's I think crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's something, wow. something. Fact check of the day. No, yeah, we should call it the ghost, the ghost <laughs> effect. Oh my god, I genuinely thought that was a real line from the show. Not a real line, man. That's crazy. Wow. Um, so are you in this case calling the Lakers franchise his side check? They're his wife. <laughs> oh, they're his wife. Honey's the oh, side oh, chick. Honey's <laughs> I mean, you should be her lawyer because that's what that's her. Def- that's what she's arguing. She's arguing like, well, she was not even the correct wife. Okay, um, Ibuka, did you feel vindicated in the fact that these guys broke up so quickly? No, I just like because obviously you you mentioned last week you were like, how would you be like, why would you want to be someone that doesn't care about basketball at all? <laughs> and I guess if you did, care, I don't feel vindicated. Which is, I feel, I, I feel very sad, but I also feel like. Boss just love the Lakers too much, even to an extent that I'm not sure it's normal for an owner to love a team. But I think it's because he linked his pride to the team, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he just wasn't he just wasn't seeing straight when it came to the Lakers, and she was never going to change that. In fact, I don't even know if I, I stand with Boss. By the way, I actually believe that he forgot to file those papers. Like he just seems like the kind of person who would forget, or it would be too much hassle for. Oh, so, oh yeah, no, yeah. I probably did forget, but that's obviously like a crazy thing to forget. <laughs> Why though? Niggas be forgetting. What do you mean by why? Like, okay, so imagine if, wait, so imagine if something had happened to him, like maybe he had been, you know, in the hospital or something. I, like, it's, it's, it's a huge thing. Like, okay, let's say he's in the hospital, like, someone needs to make a decision. Like, his wife can't do it because they're not actually married. They have to now go and start finding, oh, you know, who, who are you actually married to and stuff like that. Or if, God forbid, he had died early or something and they say like, oh you know i'm his wife oh no you're not <laughs> so like i mean but... it's ridiculous because at this point i think they've been married for like a year and yeah. him and joanne had been had broken up for maybe two three years before so it's at least four years that like he forgot because of god that makes it more likely that he can forget do you want the fact check of that now or, la- or later at the end yeah. i'll do it let's do the fact check now Okay, let me do now. Let me start doing now. Okay, so obviously, Honey is a composite character. She's not real. Um, but two of um, Boss's exes actually sued him. The first, Veronica Boss, sued him on the grounds of bigamy and fraud. Okay. So she obviously, she f- so it is true that he was still married to Joanne. Yeah. And that's because his divorce from Joanne was not made official until a full eight years after he married Veronica. <laughs> Eight. Eight years after oh he married. Not eight years after he divorced Joanne. Eight years after he married Veronica. So I don't even know the, the gap okay. between Veronica and Joanne. So for okay. maybe up to or even more than a decade, he was still legally married to his ex-wife. That's wild. After a while, I'm sure at some point, you just wake up. You know how you just have random memory? Remember that thing that you forgot to bring out from the, from outside? Yeah. How did you just become like, oh shit. That, that that paper is still is still in my drawer. I forgot to file it. Like maybe eight years that point, long time. Maybe I had even lost the paper. Or like, and, I, and I'm sure there's like I'm sure there was like legal documents and stuff that he had to sign or discuss. I'm pretty sure it was, it was about business. I'm sure it was like because of the the franchise. Yes. I, I'm pretty sure it was like they need to be legally married for some tax loophole or something. Um. Okay. But anyway, honey and. Boss breakdown as we all expected. Let's talk about the real couple that everybody wants to talk about. Um Magic and Cookie. Okay. To be fair to the writers. And anyway, because we know, like we've always known this was endgame, and we always knew Magic and Cookie were like they are they're still married in real life. So that's not a 
secret yeah but i don't know i felt like that scene at the expo like the two scenes actually when he comes in and quote-unquote saves and then when he basically declares his love for her and she accepts him i feel like that was well earned right that was like you say was it was well of, earned it was yeah it was well it was oh, earned yeah i felt it that's the <laughs> that's the result of one or two phone conversations on an episode right you, you see and these two actors have good chemistry together they've had since season one so it works in this sense like you 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 buy it whether i think cookie as a human as a character should accept magic johnson as a different <laughs> question altogether oh mm. i don't know if me like if again we're just using the characters on the show i don't know if uh, if cookie was my friend i don't know if i would advise her to take back this guy but um i don't know i thought it was well learned christopher obviously you are a big fan of this relationship uh, it's, it's not even that it's just like i don't it's not an insult it's, i don't know so no, why you, no. why you, i'm not insulting there's always like, you're a big fan there's always an undertone to all your comments <laughs> there is an undertone I'm, I, <laughs> now i was gonna say like you didn't feel well earned because literally as i you know indicated i've now started taking notes so <laughs> what i thought was good <laughs> what i thought was going to happen like i, I literally wrote it down so obviously at first i wasn't sure what her action was going to be like when he you know pulled up to the expo because it looked like she was get you know getting ready to face like a firm no from the people who she was mm-hmm. meeting with so when he mm-hmm. now pulled up and like their disposition just changed you know that's actually a real life that's like a thing like are you happy that he has come in and helped you and like you know mm-hmm. because obviously like, he wasn't trying to cause any harm obviously like you know his intentions were obviously good but you know sometimes about like that's not always how it gets interpreted. It's like, oh, because I was like, oh, shit, is she, is she going to be upset now? Because obviously it's like, I haven't earned anything just because you're, you know, you're magic. So when she was like, you know, mm-hmm. when she took well to that, obviously probably knowing that, yeah, he had the best intentions and stuff. When she was like, you know, at least um, when she said, give me a warning if you're, you're going to have me lying. I was like, okay. So I literally wrote, oh, that's like the first major chink in like her armor. So me, I thought, okay, this is now like when we see things pick up. Only for like by the end of the episode. Not the midnight calls. <laughs> no, because yeah, no, for me that was just like that's just him. Because remember that she, she was still with Virgil, <laughs> and then okay, sure, yeah, no, obviously like not with, but like it just seemed like okay, the midnight call are just I'm just you know be entertaining you, but like I don't take you seriously. I thought okay, this is when she now takes him seriously. I said okay, like we're we're done with all the. It's just vibes that we're just back and forth. Now, like, you actually, like, okay, you're, you're serious about me because, like, you know, he, mm-hmm. he missed, I think, was it practice or something? Just come and see her. So I, I felt like that, like, first time, okay, showing that I can also prioritize you. So I thought, okay, now maybe, like, by maybe start of next season or something or whatever, like, that's when it's now official. Only for them to, be, you know, be um, engaged by, you know, so I, was, uh, I mean, felt a bit too fast, but... You know, it, it, like it, it is what it is. It's not as if we didn't let's, know what was coming. Let's but. break it down. Let's break it down. So there is the, there is the the conversation at the expo, mm-hmm. right? When he comes up and he announces to everybody, and then there's the engagement. Do you think the first one felt? Did that feel rushed? As in, like him, him her going... accepting him has said, okay, let's give this one last. Oh chance. no 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 no! Like that didn't feel rushed. Like like I said, okay. that was calm. It was now the. Proposal and, and her oh, I'm, 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 I'm really. Bo- I'm about with you. I feel like proposal was 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 too quick. I disagree. Oh wow! So I, I, I definitely ahead. disagree. <laughs> Go ahead. Because because magic knows, man. Like, come on. Like you mm. said, it, like even if we don't know the relationship in real life, these actors have chemistry, and like from everything they've shown us, magic just knows Cookie is the person for him. Yeah, but why, why like, does she accept? And 
Okay, fair enough. Maybe her accepting is yeah, like, because course, maybe yeah, she, no, no, like him proposing is not what I'm saying is wild. Maybe she knows as well. I I felt I felt like it was it was a bit rushed. okay. Maybe it felt rushed because like we've been saying, they didn't show us anything else. So it literally just felt like we're on board now. And now you know, like you're proposing. So maybe like it's 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 about the journey. If you don't see mm-hmm. anything else, it's like how has magic shown to you over this time that you know he is a quote unquote new man. You know, mm-hmm. he's not going to, like, fair. for example, he announced that's... to everyone how all you women uh, stay away from me. Like, how has he shown that? So th- I guess how that's why I feel turn down women. <laughs> um, how do you feel about Magic and Cookie being together? I already said how I feel. You know, they have great chemistry. It seems like they're good together. Magic just can't stop fucking other women. So, well, like I said, this is the point. point, though. We haven't seen him... Okay. Either stop or can't stop fucking other women since you know what I mean since he's been with yeah. Cookie. So we don't actually need so, to change or not. Remember what I said in the last episode that this is the point where I start to actually care about how the relationship is portrayed in the mm-hmm. sense that did magic actually change for Cookie or did he just give her a ring to keep her like mm-hmm. locked in mm-hmm. while he continued fucking around? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I might I might be about to turn on Magic Johnson. I mean hopefully we get future seasons so we can actually know. And find dis- out and discuss it yes um should we go to the basketball as in are we not going to talk about debbie allen exactly <laughs> I mean, let's talk about debbie allen I, I was trying to respect let's talk about debbie allen what do you want to say about debbie allen oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> nah that scene was that scene was amazing man and it's literally just Norm happy at his birthday. I love to see a black man happy. You know? <laughs> I don't just think that was even that was his birthday. That was just in random night, night no, out. That was just yeah. yeah. Bro, look at the smiles. That was look at the happiness. Bro. Look, at the, look at the smiles. Look at the smiles. Look at the happiness. Everybody was on cocaine, but he was just on the natural cocaine of scene of having Debbie Allen in his corner. Not magic. Magic was on cocaine. Yeah. But he Norm was just had the natural coke of having Debbie Allen in his corner. Imagine being traded to the Clippers and Debbie Allen is sat beside you telling you, oh, you know, she like, stays. there wasn't even she a question of with you if she was after, coming with yeah, him. Why is it she yeah. stays with him as if, like, he was a bomb or something? No, no, no. Because, no, it's not even that. I was actually surprised because, like, there wasn't even a question of, like, oh, my God, you know, Debbie's in LA, blah, blah. She was talking about the move together with us. Like, oh, so you guys are for real, for real. And, yeah, they eventually did get married <laughs> and, still, and everything. They're still so. together. That's beautiful, mm. but yeah. yeah beautiful. That, like, that is actually like not just that's actually quite be- like, I was like, oh wow, these guys have been together since yeah. nineteen eighty five. That's just really, really oh, cool. That's yeah. enough to even warm your cold heart. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean like, okay. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know I became the Grinch, but fine. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. But yeah, like if I had like to survive Hollywood, that's just really cool. Um Yeah, now for sure. Also, like I don't know, I don't know what you guys think, but like what were they trying to show? Because Remember when um Jerry was talking to Magic and he was like, you know, if you're going to be like the leader, you have to make some tough calls. Like, was that asking him to sign off on them trading normal words? Like, yeah. what did he mean by that? That was that was that was my idea. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm asking because like in the scene where you see Norma and Debbie dancing, you now see Magic looking. So I, so it's like I was like, is he looking because like he's jealous of Debbie Allen, or, or or is he looking because oh you know he knows that no. this guy's about to get traded? Yeah, yeah, I think I think. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. <laughs> no, like, no, no, I just mean like, is he falling back? It's like you know his old ways. Like, that's no, his I, old I wasn't ways. sure. I wasn't sure. Like, that's what I'm saying. No, I think because like think he felt, he, I think he felt, felt he felt sad about making a decision. Like even with the Jerry West thing, he didn't want to make a decision. It was like that is what's best for the team. So I think obviously the players, the other players are kind of saying that Norm has lost a step or he wasn't good in the finals, and he knows that that the trade is coming for Norm. But I think he felt he felt bad about it. I think that's why he looked like that, drinking that drinking his coke. 
By the way, who's the actress that played Debbie Allen, please? I don't know. So our screener is... Tanika Renee Gibson. <laughs> How do you know her name? She has 3,753 followers. Wait, wait, wait. Our screeners don't have credit. So how did you find out who she was? <laughs> what? Our screeners don't have oh credit. My how did days. you find out who she was? <laughs> don't worry about all that. I don't even want to know, actually. No, never never mind. Oh, what's her name again, please? Hold on. Tanika, he can tell you, he, he can tell you off Jesus Christ. Um, no, no uh, uh, this is also like, for like our, our viewers who might want to know. Yeah, is, Banky wants to be the only uh, one that knows. Name, you know yeah. when we start the episode and Banky rattles <laughs> off the writer-producer, he wants to be the only one that knows that. Tanika mm-hmm. Renee Gibson. Is is that with two ends or is that, is that with one end? <laughs> 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 I can't believe what's going on. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, it's one I end. think I've actually found her. Yeah. Can we continue? Yes. Speaking of, yep. speaking of Nixon, though, I mean... It might be the last time we see him on the show, so let's like, just give it a final. Yeah, he went out. He went out good. Devon, Nix, Devon Nixon's performance. Cooked I the think, Lakers as his, as his father. He got to cook the Lakers in that in that um, game by the Clippers. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that scene with Debbie Allen on the fame lot was just incredible. Like when he talks about becoming a Laker and never thinking to end. Yeah, I just think I think it's been a, we've said it many times. I think it's been a very good season for Devon Nixon and. Between this and the brunch scene, I, I, I think he's done some very good acting this this season. Yeah, and even you mentioned the scene with Debbie, but even the scene where he's talking to all his teammates mm. and he speaks to Magic and he speaks to West and he's like, "You never like me, man. Let's cut the bullshit." He, he he's been really good. I think. Oh, is that what he said? He, yeah, I think he Why might have been. I, I heard you never lied to me. Oh, that, he said you what, never. No, liked no. What me, you said? Right? What you said makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think oh, I'm trying to think hard, but I think Devon Nixon might have might be my favorite acting performance from this season. This season. Like I don't know if it's based off because obviously Adrian Brody has been really good. But like I expect yeah, I a level think, of greatness from some people. Yeah, that's the thing. I think we're so used to um um what's his name? John C. Riley being great yes. as boss and um Quincy Isaiah being great as magic that we're like, we're just like that's just the bar. So I look at everybody else who's going to impress us more. So I get what you're saying. And like, yeah, you might put it, it's almost like most improved is not the right term because he was very good in season one, but it's like, oh, I, yeah. I didn't know you because season one, I was so focused on boss and magic. And sometimes towards the end of the season, Kareem, that I forgot that, oh yeah, Devon Nixon, you're giving a great performance as well. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, obviously, Adrian Brody as Riley is, is good. That's another thing. I feel like I wanted more. I wanted more from Brody in that his first year as coach, right? Like, Jim Brody's an Oscar winner. Like, give him the, the room to actually, like you said, show us the room between him and Westhead. Okay, let's talk about basketball. I don't know what to talk about basketball. They're facing, they're facing the Lakers. Like, they did some stuff. They learned their lessons and they're facing the Lakers. Is, is there really anything in basketball talk about this? I don't know. What oh, you mean they're facing the Celtics? Sorry, they're facing the Celtics. I apologize. I mean, there are some things to discuss, though. Yeah, let's go ahead. <laughs> Another Sammy will give example, them getting swept. Like I think I brought this up when we discussed episode two, how when, you know, players of old, they don't really have these things held against them like players of today. Because if you mm. get swept, that's like pretty bad. It's not as if like obviously the Sixers in like the that was final like, though. In, like, yeah, that was, yeah, but still getting swept. No, I'm saying like bad, getting like, swept in the final. Has yeah. that, when was that happened? No, it happened in twenty eighteen. Oh, twenty yeah, twenty no, twenty nineteen. Was it 2018? Who was no, that? Yeah, I think it was 2018. Who was that? 2018. Oh, no, I think it was Raptors. No. 
Warriors and the Cavs and the Warriors yeah, that was swept the Cavs. The Warriors and the Cavs? Yeah, yeah, after LeBron dropped. That was after uh, uh, Kyrie had, had. Oh, left. yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that, actually. Yeah, but I just, I just. Obviously, that was actually a legendary season by the Sixers. Obviously, like, they actually did. Well, it was, I think it was 4 5 4 instead of 4 4 4. Yeah. But, like, that was. But still, getting swept. And it's, it's not as if Lakers were bad. So it's like, now, if, if that happened, like, you would get crucified. But it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just happened. I guess maybe. They because got crucified, they kept, though. No, but I, that's what I'm saying. But like when people talk about magic, like no one or Kareem, oh, no one oh, says, oh, "Oh, this guy got yeah. swept." It's just you know he has five rings for magic, and I think Kareem has six. So like that's just what I mean. But like the modern player deals with way more scrutiny. Am I alone in saying that like that Boston Lakers that whole sequence from the game to yeah. both Red and um, Jerry Jerry Boss's speeches? Just I was, I was I was like yes. Just that's I think that's the thing that winning time does great. Like winning time knows how to ginger you. Like even in the in the slightest things, it could be with like a a picture or a headline, but it just has that propulsive, that like that electricity, that movement, that kinetic energy. Where you just like you just ginger. And you're like yes. I'm like yes, yes, Paul Revere. I'm like yes, take me. Like, Paul yes. Revere. Um. Oh, that was good. The yeah, like there's a time <laughs> the when because they're coming. There's a point in that sequence when um bird shoots and obviously has that his hand thing that he does and he's walking back and he looks at the camera and i'm like oh wait should this show just be about larry bird <laughs> i was just like i was like should this show just be about him right now because I, I, again i think that's like it's so it's so wild how tv works because like that that scene or that sequence works so well because we've spent an episode with larry bird right was that episode three i think it was episode yeah. three mm. and yeah i just i'm excited for, i don't I think I know how the 84 finals plays out, play out, but I can't remember, so I don't want to spoil it for myself. Um, so I, I want to see what happens next episode. Um, there's the whole Kareem fire thing. Well, I'll talk about that in the fact-checking section. But is there anything you guys want to talk on that we haven't touched on before we wrap up? Oh, I mean, now that you brought up Kareem, I was going to say it's... I guess it's interesting to kind of see maybe this is where he became a bit more personable because obviously... Mm-hmm. Um, the fans when his house got burnt down, they were um, like kind to him. But at the same time, I just feel I don't know. Like obviously, it makes sense because I think anyone would definitely be touched by you know if you lose all like the important jazz records in your house and then fans come and start giving you records. It's touching, but I just feel like that's you know because the speech he gives basically is what I'm you know alluding to, where he's like you know that parents look to us as an example of um of excellence to show their kids and you know as we win these guys feel the highs and lows with us but it's like i think in a way that's where i think that's kind of why kareem was who he was before because like it's easy for fans to empathize with a guy's house being burned down because that can that's like an you know an act of god mm-hmm. but like it's easy for fans to empathize with that but i think kareem didn't like them because it was like they see you as like you know a as like an object you know for their and you know for their entertainment and it's like they can em- empathize with me on this yes but it's like when how about stuff you know that like they don't or like that the average fan you know can't ex- you know experience or like or you know won't experience like can they empathize with me on that because i think you'd have to be a special kind of evil not to empathize with someone's house getting burned down it's, it's like well can i gently push back on that because I, I think it's not that he's like oh they empathize with my house burning down i think to him he's surprised how far 
they like they went for him because it's like oh you, you don't just see me as the guy that plays basketball and like yeah you're right my house burned down you're like oh sorry kareem sorry cops <laughs> across the road but like you actually bring me into your house so much so that you've come and and again remember it's not as if they're just giving you like something that like this is a big deal this is rare these are rare records that you couldn't get back in a day like that so you're actually you giving me something of yours that means a lot to you just because you know i've lost mine and i think that kind of i mean it's on record through my fact checking that this they were like this was a moment that actually softened kareem in real life like i think it's in his biography Mm, it's in riley's biography i think it's a west biography there's like i i think it was the outpouring of love that surprised him not the fact that people like oh yes fuck your house burned on us but but it was like oh you i mean so much to you that you're willing to part with something of yours for me with like without it i'm not paying you back does, does that, oh, does yeah, that no, make sense no, no yeah no it definitely makes sense i get i i get it like and obviously it was nice to see even just watching it because he he looked genuinely surprised that you know mm-hmm. he's showing up and so that's something i i get why i would have that effect i'm just saying like it's i don't know how to put it because for example like we all know like he was very um like i think i think he even said it himself how like he was distrusting of like you know um white people i think it's something that he's been open about and obviously you know we you know like we get why you know if you're coming up in america at that time and i think obviously Chris, I, why? why is it <laughs> <laughs> do you know i was reading Kareem's wikipedia right? page one day <laughs> and it said oh kareem had trouble with the coach in his final year of high school because the coach called him a <laughs> like just play like that even also when he changed his name from like you know Lua I'll send us to Kareem mm-hmm. that was also like something that didn't sit well with people that's yeah, what I'm saying I yeah. think yeah that's what, that's what I mean like this is obviously a nice gesture and obviously I, I think it would move anybody like it doesn't matter how disillusioned you were like if, if someone's doing this for you but I'm just saying like I, I just feel like this this not, this is not even about Kareem so much it's just like I feel like it's not it's not like a big step. It's not big enough. Take. Like, no, not even that. It's just like, I feel like, okay, let's say, for example, someone who is, let's say, is a prejudiced person, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you can, like I said, even if I'm prejudiced, like if I'm walking that road and I see a house burning down, I'm not going to start saying, hmm, you know, is it someone who looks like me? Like I'm saying, I think you, it's easy for someone to empathize sure I don't think, I think you're <laughs> no, being no. very generous. <laughs> no, no, like... I, I'll tell you explain it well. What I'm saying is that Cap's issues, right, is that, okay, you can be entertained by me, right, but, like, you're not going to, like, you don't experience the world the way I experience the world, right? So I'm saying, so, like, I'm saying, like, this is not even about him. I'm saying, like, I get why he's obviously touched by that. I'm saying, like, just put that to one side, right? Yeah. Now, like, I'm saying, like, just broadly, it's that, do you think that, oh, like, those people who, for example, you know, gave him the records, right? Like, have their views changed? I guess that's, like, what I'm asking. Well, <laughs> or I like, get, I get what you're saying. Or are there people who are already, like, you know, empathetic before? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yes, so I, I think the people that Cap, Kareem, thought everyone was, right, mm. wouldn't have given him records. Does that, does that make Fair. sense? Do you get what I'm trying Fair. to say? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
I think he's real. Maybe he also realized that like not everybody is as okay. Okay, yeah, evil yeah, like okay, as he <laughs> okay, yeah, like as, as okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like I think there are people some, that would have been like there's some fuck, good among the, the bad. Yeah, people would have like fuck the nigga, let his house burn. All he does is play basketball. <laughs> oh like, yeah, pay, yeah, yeah. Like we pay him enough Definitely. money, he can go and be, like to replace like that. the house. Yeah, Definitely. people say Definitely. he can replace the house. Replace exactly, the and I think he was just surprised that not not, not everybody is like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So no, yeah, I, yeah, and I think. Yeah, I can I can understand why it was soft in his heart. Um, Ibuka, do you have any thoughts? Kareem, no, just um, thoughts in general. Um, no, I, oh, thoughts in general, nothing. I like the episode. Great basketball, great personable moments. I like Kareem's speech. I like everything, and I, I think yeah, not too much. Yeah, to add I think to extend the recording. All the speeches were good. Before we get into fact checking, I'll just place myself in the episode. Oh yeah, I forgot about. It. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I am. Um, Jerry Boss saying, have you had a cheese steak? It's not cheese. It's not steak. Fucking terrible. And this is not because I hate cheese steak. Cheese steaks are amazing. But I just love when people are like pedantic like that about things that I'm named Do we have stupidly. Cheese steak in this country? Yeah, have you never had cheese steak? I've had a cheese steak. No. There's there's plenty. There's like Chicago, I forgot what it's called, Chicago Fire or something. They do Philly cheese steak. Is it, oh. If you go to some. I think, oh, yeah, I've never but, I just love when people are pedantic like that about things that are named stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it's not Jesus lost. <laughs> I get what you said. Um, Chris, what about you? Oh. Um, where am I in this episode? I would myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking. I guess something I should ponder more while I'm putting the episode. Yeah, I, never, I always forget during the episode. Um, <laughs> okay, actually, yes. I'll place myself as... No, I'll place myself as magic pulling up just as they're about to tell Cook no. Oh, you are, you've, got, you've got that aura like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, or uh, showing up for your showing up for your partner when they, you know, least Aww. expect it. Oh, I can't believe you're using this podcast to rebrand your image. So, so what do you mean rebrand? No, no, only you. I can't believe this guy. Christopher is going to use this as like his, his CV for the streets. Like, what do you mean listen by to what I said about romance and rom coms oh and like Everyone showing up for your partner? Like, oh my it's well God. known that I watch rom coms. Mm. I'm not like you. Mm. Is, you know, wow. To beat so now it's well known that he watches rom coms. Chris said, everyone is saying it. Set a Twitter. Who is saying it? Chris is the only one saying it. Everyone is saying it. He didn't even he didn't even deny the allegations. He added on top. It was like it's well known. It's well known. It is well known. You see how he's trying to hypnotize you. He said well known like seven times. Nah, man, man, Baki's him. He knows himself. Like even doing love, I like who is as Baki. Who is sexy during those shows? This is not me. Next is going. Next is going to say he likes black women. What? What? Maybe I should be pissed. I mean, I mean, oh, I'm so dead. I don't get what this. I don't get what this final session is about. Oh but my it is, god! It is um, legitimately well known. Like, so I unlike some on this podcast. This rom coms. No what do you mean? Makes no sense. Like, I, why, why am I the one that doesn't like rom coms? This makes no sense. Um, because you don't. <laughs> of course I do. What? <laughs> of course I love. What's your favorite rom com? I don't have a favorite. I know what's going to say. Okay. But I have rom coms that I like. I like. I really like Crazy like Stupid Love. Mm. I really like. Personally, my my favorite rom com is always the last one that I watched. You know, I should have said that. That's very good. I need to be taking notes because you niggas, are, are, you are cooking no, on no, this like, podcast. All these are people who who like don't have. Who okay, don't watch Chris, rom-com. Chris, saying, what oh, is your favorite rom com? I dare you to say a bait one. What's your favorite rom com? A bait one, like what? Don't tell me what? Pretty Woman. No, no, or, you know what? Guess. You, I know what he's going to say. You'll never get to guess. 
It's going to be between 10, 10 things I hate about you and how to lose a guy in 10 days. No. Okay. No, it's not. Is it before 2000? Is it before the year 2000? No, no, it's not before It's after the year 2000. Like I said, like I said, you, you never get it because I actually worked for... Is it after 2010? Is it after 2010? Uh, I think, did it, I think it came out 2010, actually. Ah, uh, okay, so I won't guess oh, it. No, 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 no. It's after 2010, sorry. Yeah. Social network. No. What? <laughs> is that being wrong? Whiplash. <laughs> no, but like, like you think I got the tattoo. I actually want Rob Cobb. It's well known. Oh, like, what's, I, what's, I okay, what's, what's the favorite Rob Cobb? <laughs> this well known phrase. It's think like a man. Think like a man. Ah. It's your, yes, it's my, yes, my favorite Rob Cobb. In fact, I wish See, you never yes, said that. Yes, it's Steve Harvey head. Yes, Steve Harvey. No, it's not even that. No, no, Wake no, up at no, 5 a.m. No, no, no. I'm very particular. For me, when you say rom com, it should actually combine romance and comedy. Like, so a lot of rom coms, quote unquote, is like, it's just a, it's like a generic hmm. term. Hmm. Even, even movies that don't combine romance and comedy, just say rom com. But think that Commander is actually funny and, you know, it's actually romantic. So that's why it's my favorite rom com. But obviously, like, I've watched all the movies, you know, you guys have called, you know, 10 things I hate about you, how to, how to lose a guy. Um, I, I actually Have really like Springs? this. Nah, but I actually really like this. Uh, Someone like this book. That's actually pretty good. It's a, yeah, I don't know if that's a rom com or just it's, a drama. It's, it's, I, but I the director's a rom com. But depends on how sick oh, you are. Oh, for so. real. Yeah, it's, no. <laughs> yeah, the director's a um, You do not go on his Wikipedia page. Um, okay. Well, that's um. But yeah, you guys, yeah, it's Christopher's so. favorite rom com is Think Like a Man. The stuff based and on it is well known that he watches. It is well known. It is Christopher well has known. been interested in rom coms from a very young age. <laughs> it's well known. Like it is well known by everyone. Like if you want to ask my sister, you, you can even ask her. Um, it's at underscore Christopher O. Um, <laughs> okay, now if you want to discuss with him. Okay, um, what am I? I in this episode, I am Norm Nixon. Getting Debbie Allen and telling her she's not going anywhere for 40 years. Really? <laughs> like, fi- <laughs> but when I said I was bagging, oh, that was the end of the world. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, me, if, if I manage to bag a body like Debbie Allen, I'm like, look, 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 look. There's no need. <laughs> Why not play, with this breakup thing? Let's, let's forget about it. We're going to make every, everything is going to work out one way or the other. Even if I need to be, even if I need to be submissive, it will work out one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, fact checking. Oh my god. Um, the first fact checking point is that it is well known that Christopher likes from comms. So please <laughs> remember that. Yes. Um, okay. okay, but no, yeah. So Magic apparently proposed to Cookie several times. Uh, the first time mm. was in 1985, which means that this is happening like a lot earlier than when it actually happened in real life. Okay, okay. And you know, yeah. now, now that makes sense. Like, now it makes more sense, it. right? Yeah. And like, that's what sense. I expected too. I thought like she was going to say no, actually. Like, oh, you know, like, I thought she was going to say, I thought she was going to be like, look, I love you, <laughs> but we just can't do it right now. That's what I thought she was going to exactly. do. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so 1985, so they pushed it back. They pushed it forward a lot, um, a lot actually. Um, Karim's house actually burned down, as most people know, but it burned down in January 1983. And then the show did it in September 1983. So it actually burned down during the season that they lost to the Phillies. But the show moved it to happen early later. Um, I thought you think about Jerry Boss and his wife. Those are kind of the main things I have from from what they call it. Fact checking. So I think we can end there unless anyone has anything to want to say. Christopher, please come back with three rom com recommendations. I can come back for with ten self. I, can, oh, Jesus I, I, I don't even understand. I'm hey, not saying like three. Oh, no, because I, no, I only asked for three, please. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to set up as if uh, no, this guy is captain. I was gonna no, say come back next week recommendations for, for Romcom. Uh, Why mm. do you think that everything I say comes with an agenda or trying to attack? I'm you? familiar with your game, that's why. <laughs> this is not my game. 
<laughs> Please just come back for our listeners. Come back with rec- rom-com recommendations for them. I shall. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, it just started raining here, so I don't know if that was a sign, but it is the UK, so it might just be live. Um, any final thoughts, guys, before we wrap up? One more episode. One more episode, man. I'm excited to see what happens in 84. I've, I'm like Banky. I think I know what happens, but I still you, want to see. Yeah, you think you know, right? But yeah. I yeah. really, really wish, please, man, HBO, even if it's one episode, we need to see the aftermath. <laughs> like, we just need to see the aftermath. Well, imagine if you actually ended, like, just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we get a third season. Um, Jeff Perlman, if you're listening, you're always, you're always welcome on the podcast, man. Yes. You know NBA more than the three of us combined, so it'll be a bad conversation, but we always <laughs> try our best. Yes, Jeff. Uh, but for now, thank you guys for listening. Please go check out our Top Boy episodes. And join us next week when we'll be joined by Daniel Kuluya, who will be telling us about his favorite rom-coms. Bye, guys. See you.